Popular culture considers Romeo this romantic wonder, this suave, sophisticated lover boy. Let us not, however, forget that Romeo does some serious slicing and dicing. He's not one to mess with. Just ask all the people he killed. Well, I guess you can't because they're dead. <laughs> Greetings and welcome to the Teaching ALA podcast, where this summer we combine my two favorite things literature and summer vacation. Get ready for some literary quotes. All right, we're going to begin with Acts 3, Scene 1, Line 99, A Plague of Both Your Houses. Mercutio, as he dies, says this to Romeo. It's ironic that Mercutio blames Romeo, even though Mercutio instigated the violence as Romeo attempted to stop it. Romeo feels responsible for Mercutio's death and gets his revenge by slaying Tybalt. The curse Mercutio, Mercutio levels foreshadows the lover's suicide. So this, this occurs, we all know. Romeo kills Tybalt. This puts Juliet in a rather confusing situation. Husband of a day has just killed her favorite cousin. And when upon hearing on the news, Juliet says in Act 3, Scene 2, Lines 73 through 79, Beautiful tyrant, fiend Angelico, dove-feathered raven, wolvish ravening lamb, despised substance of divinest show, a damned saint, an honorable villain. Juliet can't quite wrap her mind around the fact that Romeo has killed her cousins, Shakespeare's brilliant use of oxymorons in Paradox emphasized Juliet's confused state, which makes sense because is there anything more confusing than teenage love, both to the teenagers in love and to their parents who are witnessing this from afar, trying not to gag and just uh, hoping for a restraining order? Let's get on to our last quote. Usually when you kill your wife's cousins, there's some uh, fallout, there's some consequences, and we all know that. Romeo's fallout was banishment. And, you know, the Friar Lawrence brings what he thinks is good news that, hey, they're, you're not going to be killed. And Romeo's response probably isn't what uh, the Friar was expecting. A little bit over the top, I think. Act 3, scene 3, lines 29 through 34. Tis torture and not mercy. Heaven is here where Juliet lives and every cat and dog and little mouse, every unworthy thing, live here in heaven and may look on her, but Romeo may not. Romeo does not take the news of his banishment very well. He reacts with pure emotion and instability, as evidenced by his attempted suicide a few minutes later. At Juliet's time of greatest need, when she needs Romeo, her husband, to step up and be a man, he sinks to the floor and cries. Poor Juliet. Let's get back to this tis torture and not mercy quote. Romeo is governed by emotion. We've discussed this. This is the third consecutive podcast episode. We've discussed this. We're governed by emotions. Your students are governed by emotions. And what controls our emotions? Our thoughts. And who chooses our thoughts? We do. We do! Isn't that exciting? So if those thoughts aren't serving us, guess what we can do? Change them. Change them. Now, are we governed by emotions in the classroom? There are days when we don't feel like teaching. Now, we should all know that the term feel deals with emotions. So when we don't feel like teaching, it's our emotions, and we can overcome those feelings with a well-prepared lesson. When we don't have to drag a class through what we're learning, we'll do much better, especially when it comes to a Shakespearean play. At ELA Common Core LessonPlans.com, we have an entire unit with handouts. There's a link in the show notes. Now, what if you had your entire semester or year of lesson plans already done? How, how much better would your thoughts be about your job? That's why I created a course specifically designed for ELA teachers on how to create a semester's worth of lesson plans in just a few days. So imagine having all your lesson plans done for the entire first semester or even the entire year on the first day of school. You'd be the coolest teacher in the school. I'm going to put a link in my show notes for anyone interested in checking out my free video course. Of course, details how I create short story, poetry, novel units. 
There's tons of handouts ready to use and a checklist for creating all types of units. Again, link in the show notes. Let's get back to let's get back to the classroom. If you love oxymorons, you can't help but love Juliet's reaction to Tybalt's death at the hands of Romeo. This is a good opportunity to show students how form reflects content. Oxymorons are seemingly contradictory meanings to a paired group of words, and what is more contradictory than being in love? Now, I'm an old man, and I don't quite remember the days of infatuation and crutches, crutches, or crushes. I got a crutch on that girl. No, it's called a crush. I told you I'm old. That's why I'm glad Shakespeare reminds us what it was like through the use of oxymorons. Thanks, William. Thank you. I know you're dead. Can't hear me, but if you're hovering above me right now, thank you. Here's another lesson idea if you want a bunch of already made Romeo and Juliet lesson plans. Go to the show notes. Click on the Romeo and Juliet lesson plans. Next episode is my favorite. Friar Lawrence gets put on trial. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA Podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review.